Alright, this is a Nerd Files episode 13. I'm Dan. 13. I'm Tom. Alright, I just want to get a little Jack Nicholson in there. He's <laughs> like, what uh, the fuck? Um, last episode was really short and ex- kind of experimental. Today we're back on track. Should we start with news? Yeah, let's do news. Ben Affleck. Apparently, he was on this uh, show and he was talking about uh, Deflate Gate mostly, as you probably heard. Uh, but he was on a new HBO sports show and they asked him out of the blue. It's, it seemed like, like it was just randomly like, didn't want to do the Star Wars movie? What happened with that? Like, and it was just, I, just, I had no idea that Affleck was like potentially involved in the Star Wars. Force Awakens. Shit. And, but he didn't say that he wasn't. He's like, I'm not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> so strange. That's very weird. <laughs> but I don't think it would have been a good fit, I think. Yeah, it would have been kind of weird. I mean, his movies, like, because he, he was being brought on to direct. He wasn't going to be in it. Yeah, be right? directing Force Awakens instead of J.J. Yeah. Yeah, because his stuff is more um, crime thriller for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, even Argo, I mean, it, it is it is the thriller thing. Like, it's not exactly... But they're still crime. trying to hijack that plane, technically, with the, you know... Or to try to sneak on. It's still kind of a... Yeah, yeah, they're Same still, formula uh, as a heist. Yeah, they have the... It's, it's espionage instead yeah. of criminal activity, but mm. it's basically the same. Um... So, yeah, I'm not sure it would have fit. If they had brought him on for Rogue One, I would have been like, all right, I understand why you're doing that. Because that one is going to be a heist film, they right. basically said. So, I, but Force Awakens, I don't know about that one. Uh, yeah. And the way it turned out, I, I think I, I'm, I'm glad that they went with J.J. Abrams. Yeah, me too. Um, go ahead and go next if you want. Um, I really only have this one thing. I got a rumor. uh, Okay, you go. A rumor is that, well, you know Universal's doing the the monster movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp's, who's he going to play? Jekyll and Hyde? I thought it was Invisible Man. Invisible Man, okay. And then uh, Tom Cruise, The Mummy. And now I'm hearing The Rock as Wolfman. <laughs> oh god, that was so weird. Because <laughs> already, like, he was already had, like, a wolf on him in Hercules and looked dumb. Yeah. Or whatever that was. On the trailer, well, like, in the trailer. I, I love the original Universal Monster movies. Like, those are... That's one of the reasons I, I decided to get into film, you know? Yeah. But, but this just sounds like a project that is doomed to failure. Are they trying to do, like, the Marvel and DC thing where it's, like, a big universe? They probably are. Let me close my window. Where they team up. Yeah. That's definitely what they're trying for, but as, um, I don't remember who it was, but I read an article on it, and I, like, completely agreed with it. Um, the Universal Monsters had their own shared universe before shared universes was a thing. Exactly. Uh, 
Because, like, they had... The novels uh, and the... Yeah, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman was basically a Frankenstein versus the Wolfman movie, so... Uh, and then they had several movies where it was um, Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman, you know, teaming up or, or meeting and fighting. Uh, Is that true? Yeah, because that happened in uh, House of Frankenstein and House of Dracula, and then uh, Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. That's probably my favorite of those three, just because it's hilarious. But um, <laughs> so what comes out today is Independence Day resurgence. I know, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really weird. It's at a thirty-eight percent, at Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it went down. It was at fifty-two yesterday. Yeah, I know. It was so weird. I checked today to see if it went up any, and no. Because the first one is actually only a 68% on there, so... Oh, okay. It wasn't... We have to remember that this movie's not perfect, and it was always kind of just over the top, but it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was I totally, it. like, you know, they kind of ripped off of Alien. They ripped off every kind of sci-fi. Oh, yeah, th yeah, they rip off Alien and Star Wars. Yeah. And, um, there's, like, one video, and I don't know where it is, but um, it was... Um, Showing like shot for shot the things <laughs> Independence Day ripped off of other movies, right. um, but the thing is, is you see those for Star Wars too. Like I mean, George Lucas didn't make Star Wars out of nowhere, so yeah, I, these were just more obvious ones that they ripped. Oh off. yeah, but we're but without yeah. we're without Will Smith. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah. So. That's gonna suck, because you already don't like this son, the person that's playing his son, Usher or something. <laughs> I don't even know the kid's name. His but, name's actually Usher, though. <laughs> something like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but he he's really he seems really corny in the trailer. Earth is not for the taking. Yeah. That being said, though, I, I, I'm going to see it, obviously. Oh, me too. I'm seeing it Saturday. Tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to see it, but I'm going to see it. Um, I... It could go either way. Like, I mean, it could be really fun, or it could be just bad. Amanda and I are going to watch the first one, and then go see it right after. Yeah, it's on HBO, so... We had the Blu-ray. Nice. Well, I'll probably be watching it on HBO. Yeah, so will uh, Randy Quaid. So how do we retaliate? What he do we mentions do? his old shirt from the first one. Well, I still have a few tricks. I forgot to fast forward to that point, but here it is. This is the very same shirt that I wore in ID4 when I saved the world. Another act that Rupert Murdoch still hasn't thanked me for. So he, like, he's mad at me, Rupert Murdoch, whatever. He probably saw this video. I showed it to you last year, right? Or yeah, at, yeah. But anyways, he's like... But he's basically turned into the character he plays in Independence Day. Yeah, but... He wasn't way abducted. Way crazier. Way crazier. You think he's crazier in real life? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, in, within the context of Independence Day, he's not crazy at all. He's like, the he's hero, really, actually. You're right. He's the, he, he's the hero. He's completely right. Like, the aliens did a bunch <laughs> experiments on him. And then he blows up the mothership. Like, oh I mean, my I god, know. he was right all along. 
Yeah, like, why do they treat him like he's crazy? Like, once aliens are proved to exist. <laughs> the guy in the diner? What, is, what does he say to him? Uh, I think he was molested. <laughs> when they well, took him to the alien ship, they molested <laughs> him sexually, or abused him sexually. <laughs> no, I thought... Man, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. That's a total trick. That's a total, like, never would have thought it would have saved this, but... In the original cut, I guess it had the actual plane, the crop-dusting plane. Yeah, yeah, he used the crop-dusting plane, <laughs> and then, then they were like, that was just too random, yeah. so we decided to, like, have a more redemptive arc, and then, like, have him self-sacrifice, and I was I... like... Yeah, Maybe. that was the right choice. That would be great if he did show up in this one. Yeah. With the crop dusting playing this time. He's just a flashback or a delusion. I mean, if that scientist can still be alive. Yeah, yeah. That fun? was so random. I don't know why Data's back. Yeah. I mean, like, granted, I'm cool with Data being back, but, like, why? Yeah, so I'm going to see that on Saturday, and then I'll talk about it next time we meet. The Mortal Kombat game creator is interested in making a game that pits horror icons against one another. So, like, Freddy Krueger and Leatherface, the Predator, and Jason Voorhees, like, all going at it in a Mortal Kombat-style game. Wow. Would they throw Jack Reacher and even Ethan Hunt? Why would they throw in Jason Bourne versus Leatherface? Is that what you said? Jason Voorhees. Oh, I said Jason Bourne. I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" They're gonna fucking like oh, Mortal Kombat oh, style no. horror, horror icons. Horror, horror icons. So it's a horror icons game. Yeah. So it's like Freddy versus Jason, but a video game and more playable characters. Mm. Uh, so I still have Penny Dreadful reaction. Oh, that's right. That should have been in the news. Yeah, probably. Damn. Sorry. Okay. Go for it, man. So what happened to Penny Dreadful? It seems like it got canceled, like, midway through season three, and then they had to, like, hurry up and rewrite the ending. Uh, they're claiming right now that they had planned to always do three and done, but they set up teases for season Bullshit. four. Bullshit. They introduced a bunch of new characters... Um, and, like, one of them basically just took the place of another character. So, like, there's this one guy who I like to call their gay friend. They've never actually said he's gay, unlike a lot of the other characters. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he works for the British Museum, and uh, he's, like, their occult expert. Like, he just, like, gives them any information that they need. And so, like, in episode maybe five or six of this season he just introduces another character and is like hey like you can like talk to her and like she'll give you any information you need i'm off to egypt to they just found the tomb of king imhotep mm -hmm. so it was like they were teasing the mummy and they like had this character leave wow. so if they were really if they're really doing three and done like why would they have introduced so many new characters in the final season um, so it was really weird um is it cool if I talk spoilers? Yeah, go for it. Spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. 
Oh, spoiler alert. Unless you think um, I need, unless you think I need to still watch the show. Definitely through season two, but <laughs> I, I don't think you need to. I mean, I don't know if they can save it from here. Like they had, they had. Um, uh, every year they have a flashback episode with uh, Eva Green's character Vanessa Ives, um, and this year's that that was the best episode. Uh, it was a really good episode last year too. But, Could you uh, see her playing Poison Ivy? That would be cool. What about... I could see her in Indiana Jones 5 as well. Yeah. Anyways, side note. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, the whole uh, the whole series has been about Vanessa. And her... Basically, you find out, through, as the series goes on, that she has um, been touched by evil, and, like, they are... Orson Welles. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're saying... <laughs> Rosebud. They're saying that the apocalypse is going to happen because she uh, basically gives in to Dracula or the devil. Mm. We don't know which one. Um, and so we're like, all right, well, we hear all about that. Um, and then toward the end of season two, she basically just says, you know what? fuck God and the devil. Like, I don't want to do any of this. Like, I'm just going to try and walk away from this. Right. Um, and that was, that was great. Like that was, honestly, I think the season two finale was a way better series finale than whatever this was. Um, so they, they always build up her character as being very strong. Like she, she does her own thing. She doesn't, she doesn't listen to what other people says, like when they're wrong. Um, we see this a lot. Yeah, listen to the people say it's about you. <laughs> so then, in season three, they uh, they tease Dracula, like they uh, they don't show you Dracula right away, but they say, they shows like from Dracula's point of view, looking mm. at Renfield, and he says, "I am Dracula," and that's how they end the first episode. Um, so you're pretty pumped. Yeah, so I, I was getting pumped at that point. The thing was, though, that episode was probably the weakest one of the series until the finale. Um, because they had, uh, they basically separated the group to keep everybody, like, kind of away from Vanessa. So you were on board till the finale? Uh, there, there were some things I was like, all right, maybe this will work out. Other things I was like, uh, it was a little weird. Um, but basically in the first episode they had, um, uh, Josh Hartnett, Ethan's father, had basically had him kidnapped and brought back to the estates and um sir malcolm murray timothy dalton's character had gone to africa and so the um these like black guys attack sir malcolm in africa and it's like the weirdest choreographed knife fight and then this and then this native american guy just shows up out of nowhere and like stops it all and is like you gotta come help ethan and Timothy Dalton is, of course, like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not even in the same continent. Like, why Why did you come and get me? <laughs> I just but imagine Timothy Dalton with a butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grey Poupon? Um, <laughs> but anyway, so they, they spent the season basically dealing with... Uh, Ethan's father and that whole plotline in America, and then simultaneously, uh, Vanessa was going into a deep depression, and so she goes and sees a psychiatrist, 
and she tells her it's uh, Patty Lubon. Lubon. Is that how you? Lebon. Yeah, however we pronounce her name. Um, Great Lubon. Yeah, who's who's? It's her second role in the series. Who's playing Doctor Seward? Who is a Dracula character? Basically says, uh, I want you to go out and do something, you know, that you that you think will make you happy that you've never done before. And so she goes to uh, the Museum of Natural History and meets this guy there, um, who like shows her around the museum, like he works there, mm-hmm. and um, they start a whole romance, and um, eventually they have sex, and then. Great poem. And then you realize, they reveal at the end of an episode, the man who she's fallen in love with is Dracula. Oh, shit. And I was like, that was such a great twist that I was like, all right, okay, like, this is, this is pretty cool. Um, but it was very weird, like, going forward from there, because it was like, um, she finds out that he's Dracula, and... She talks with her new occult expert, and she's like, well, he's in his human form. You can kill him, like, with normal weapons or whatever. So she grabs a gun and is going to go kill Dracula. Um, and they have, like, a five-minute conversation. Look into then, my eyes. Yeah, and he doesn't use hypnosis. And yeah, <laughs> Vanessa is like, you know what? I'm not going to kill you. Like, you know, why don't you just, like, bite my neck and then we fuck? Um, <laughs> so, like, that happens, and I was like, well, that was weird, um, that, that's kind of out of character, yeah. uh, so I was like, if they had done it, like, she has sex with him, and then he bites her during the sex scene, and then basically turns her into a vampire at that point, I would have been like, alright, like, that makes sense, like, she didn't know it was Dracula, um, but that's not how they played it. Like, she knew he was Dracula, and she gave in anyway. Because uh, of hypnosis. Any, maybe because of hypnosis, but they didn't really make it clear. I guess, but it, it just seemed very weird. You oh, um, sleep with me. Yeah, but then the, the entire rest of the series, she becomes this, like, damsel in distress, and you're just like, that's completely wrong. Like, that's not her character. So, um... This mist descends on London, and the va- there's more and more vampires coming out, and uh, basically London's in the shit. Um, mm. And uh, at that London point, Ethan, Ethan, Sir Malcolm Murray, and everybody come back from the States. They've wrapped up that plot line, and they're like, oh shit, like, uh, this isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> so then they spend... Um, most of the two-episode finale looking for Vanessa and fighting their way to her. And finally, uh, Ethan finds her in this... um, She was briefly incarcerated in an asylum, and that was what the flashback episode was about. So they're in the ruins of that asylum. So I thought that was kind of a cool setting. Um, But anyway, they fight their way in, and he goes to the cell where she is, and she basically says, you have to kill me to end the apocalypse, like, mm. to stop that from happening. And he's like, okay, and kills her. Oh. And then Dracula, like, just gets away. The apocalypse is over. 
and everybody kind of just sits around and, and mopes a little. And that that's that was the end. And they kind of mailed it in. Yeah, it, it was it was very odd. So I don't have a problem with Vanessa dying. Like I mean, I do don't they want film? Her to die. Do they film it? They don't film it like a, a, as reviews come in, do they? No. Yeah. So how could they have known that it was going to end? Well, because Showtime probably told them they were fired halfway. They were canceled halfway through filming. Wow. Yeah. Which was like a year ago. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm not... I'm Maybe six with, months ago, but that's still... Yeah. How that didn't leak out? Wow. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I, I'm fine with Vanessa dying to end the apocalypse. Yeah. But it shouldn't have happened like that. Um, so... Here's a better thing, like, Dracula seduces her and then during sex turns her into a vampire and then she is, like, kind of trapped and then the final two episodes we watch the monstrosities happening to London through her point of view. Hmm. And then when her friends come to rescue her, she commits suicide to stop the apocalypse. <clears throat> and somehow, t if she can, somehow take out Dracula at the same time. Now, if that had happened, I would have been like, all right, there we go. Like, that's that's Vanessa. That's something she would do. Like, she's like, fuck all, like, fuck God and the devil. Like, we're, we're, <laughs> we're stopping this. Um, so I, I would have been fine if they had done something like that. But just to leave Dracula, like, free and, like, wandering away... Like, it almost feels like they just forgot about Dracula because they just don't show him again after Vanessa dies. Um, so, yeah, that was very weird. Yeah. Um, and then there was just a lot of stuff where... I mean, the show is all about slow arcs. Like, they introduce Dorian Gray in, like, episode two. They don't show you the picture of Dorian Gray until midway through season two. Wow. Like, like that's how long ahead they like set things up and how long they wait to, to reveal things. So this season they introduced Dr. Jekyll in the first episode. No Mr. Hyde. Mm. Not on the whole series. The only mention we get of it is um, he's working with Dr. Frankenstein and uh, toward, like in the final scene that he's in, Dr. Jekyll says, my father died. And Dr. Jekyll... And the Dr. Frankenstein is like, then I guess I should call you by your full title, Lord <laughs> Hyde. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, that's what's going on? Um, Hyde. Yeah. So, I mean, if the show had continued, they might have, you know, saved that for season four. Because um, they do shit like that. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, why would you even introduce that character if you're not, if you're ending at season three and you're not going to bring in Mr. Hyde? Why, why tease Imhotep if you're not going to do season four? Like, you know, it was just a lot of stuff like that. Um, and then it was, it was just very weird because uh, Dr. Frankenstein has brought people, two people to life who, like, back from the dead, who we, who the other characters knew. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, one of them has had sex with two of the main characters while alive. <laughs> mm -hmm. so I was like 
So it's just weird that the, that that never came up. Like that's, that's just a weird thread to like just leave out there because he killed one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a very weird ending. I definitely don't buy that they were planning on ending after season three. A lot of character inconsistencies. Um, and it, it's just annoying because, honestly, if they had ended after season two, I think it would have been a better ending. But then again, I really liked the flashback episode. I liked a lot of the things they did in season three. It was the weakest still, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but still... And Odd Couple gets season four or whatever. Yeah. And we live he in a world. the grinder. They li like, we live in a world. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's all backwards. Yeah. And Hannibal. Yeah. Aquarius gets more seasons, though. <laughs> yeah. The Grinder. They got a two hour non commercial premiere. A movie. For the f opening. Whatever. Yeah, I remember. Did you watch that? No. This season, too. Oh, this season, too? Yeah. Damn. It wasn't even very good. No. It, it would have been... Aquarius would have been better if it was off network. You know, if on a... Yeah. Maybe even FX. Mm-hmm. Or a movie. Yeah, just do a movie. But. I mean, isn't it... Like, the title is just about the Manson family, right? Like, you can't Yeah, go they're still chasing the Mansons. Yeah, so, I mean, it should have been a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Manson, yeah, so starring Penny, Shia Penny Dreadful. Uh, Penny Dreadful pissed me off last week, but... <laughs> well, we're here for you. Yeah. Showtime. Usually they run the shit out of their shows, but... I know, right? They either cancel it too soon or they, like, run it way too long. True that. I thought, I thought they were kind of out of that habit, uh, but no, they're still in it. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, they canceled uh, Steve Coogan's show last year pretty quick. Yeah. So maybe they're, they're changing their ways. I don't know. Sounds more like they're not. Um. <laughs> so anything else? I, I think what I'll do is I'll just put that part in, at the end of the news part. Alright, cool. You know? Yeah, it makes sense. I think, we yeah, I, think we I think we covered everything that we were going to. Yeah. Yeah. It was really weird, though, the end of Penny Dreadful, because it was like... All I kept thinking was when they killed Vanessa was... This is from Van Helsing. Good movie. Yeah. One of my favorite Hugh Jackman movies. Mine too, I love in Helsing. I need to rewatch The Prestige again. Yeah, me too. And, uh. Yeah, I like Hugh Jackman. So I'm interested to see what he's gonna do after Wolverine. I know. Hopefully, no more chappies. But... 
He wasn't Chappie. I don't even remember. Yeah, he was the guy like trying to turn down the program or something. Oh right. Yeah. No, he's just gonna do more Chappies. Like. It'd be cool be if he weird. was in the Alien movie that that guy's gonna do. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Oh, Pacific Rim too. You hear about that? John Boyega is gonna be. Idris Elba's son or something? I don't know. Maybe his character died. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen Pacific Rim, so... I honestly don't even remember. This is gonna be... Movie ideas. Movie ideas. So basically these are coming... These are these are going to be made by big studios. But we thought it'd be fun to theorize on what they'll be about. They're... Okay, the first one is Indiana Jones 5 in 2019, starring Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Spielberg is back to direct. The music is by John Williams. That's all that we know so far. Do you want to go first or me? I don't care either way. This is my longest pitch, though, just to warn you. Yeah, me too. So I'll go first. Okay, we start out, Indiana Jones has opened a new museum. He's retired from teaching. Recently divorced, Marion and Mutt have left the area. They're gone. They're out of the picture. That's how I get rid of them, that, you know, just divorce and Shia LaBeouf and Marion go on. So, Indiana Jones is kind of an depression over it, though. You know, he misses his family. His dad's dead, of course. We got that reveal last time. He's the only one that seems to be alive and where he's come from in the first three movies. So, a former student runs into Indy at the bar where he's trying to drink away his sorrows. The, the, uh, the student is played by Brie Larson. And, uh, she's... She, uh, ends up going to the museum to see what Indiana has done. She's fascinated by a Roman cross that's in the museum. Or some kind of relic from Roman times. I've, I picked, like, a cross, I guess, for now. Um, so Indy tells her about... There's a flashback. This is where we get uh, information about what happened, the origin of this relic. Indy tells her of the his adventure with a group of archaeologists in Rome, and they got... Uh, Let's see what I wrote here. I can't read what I said here. They got the ge oh, they got the uh, the relic, but not without cost. One of Indy's friends, uh, Joffrey, played by Christoph Wallace, died. And the author and of the all flash, your pain, Jay. In the flashback. So she thinks that over, and she leaves. Probably uh, goes back, goes to sleep. Next day, she returns. And Indiana Jones is nowhere to be found. The museum is closed. It's not open. Um, she breaks in. And she sees that the cross has been stolen. Or the relic has been stolen. Along with, along with Indy. And so she thinks back to the flashback. Who could I contact? How could I contact them? To get a hold of where the hell Indiana Jones is. And where that Roman cross is. So she uh, sends a raven, or however she communicates in the 50s. I, I figure this is a 50s, 60s, probably payphone. I don't know. 
maybe one of those uh, string phones. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> she contacts Sala, played by John Reese Davies. He's back. Um, and to see who might have taken. See, John Reese Davies is in the first one, a third one, and now he's going to be in the fifth one. Which, those are usually the better movies. Um, so he might know where Indiana Jones and the, and, the, and the Cross went. So now they're on this adventure. Search for Indiana Jones. I figure Disney, Marvel, DC, or not DC, but Marvel, or whoever they, they own Star Wars, Lucasfilm. I figured they're going to want to do like the sort of formula they did for Force Awakens. Have a strong female. Have a uh, passing of the torch. Having a having Harrison Ford. <laughs> having um, I forgot the last thing, but they just they're gonna want this formula of reboots and continuations, this universe type thing where they can continue the franchise because they've already said they want to make more movies after this one. But there's no way Harrison Ford's going to do it in, into his 90s. Uh, so, basically, they, they probably end up finding Indiana Jones because uh, Spielberg said he doesn't die, but I didn't get that far. I just wanted to give a little spoof, a little, uh, little speck of how they could pass a torch to a Brie Larson or some kind of uh, former student or... Maybe they'll do it all in flashbacks and Indiana Jones is his deathbed or something, but no, I don't know. But my title was Indiana Jones and the Search for Humanity. <laughs> really? Speechless, huh? Yeah, I am. The Search for Humanity. That was not the pitch I was expecting you to give, but it was fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. I almost kept Shia LaBeouf in there, but no. Yeah. I also cut Shia LaBeouf, but in a very different way. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, so mine is called... Indiana Jones and the Sword from the Stone. So, <laughs> although they're normally considered, in most versions of the legend, they're considered two different swords, I'm making the Sword and the Stone and Excalibur the same sword, and I'm going to combine the Miz about them. So, um... Le Miz? The Miz. Oh, okay. Le Miz. Um, <laughs> there's going to be singing in this Singing movie. Russell Crowe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the sword in the stone was one of the things that proved that King Arthur was king of England. Um, so I'm going to combine that with Excalibur. It's supposed to be an unbreakable sword and have a bunch of different magical properties. One of which is if you have one of which is if you have the sheath and you're wearing it, you can't be killed. You can't be harmed. Um, so this takes place. Uh, mostly in England, it's during World War II, and the Blitz is going on. Yeah, mine so was going to be mine was in Italy, by the way, most of the time. Right. Oh, that's cool. Um, so Indy is living with Marion, and he has a small child with her, who will. What? 
Yeah. Wait, wait. Is this a flashback? This is set between <laughs> the two movies. We're forgetting that that other one ever happened. How are they going to do Harrison Ford? Who cares? He's <laughs> of age. Who gives a shit? One of the reasons that I thought uh, the fourth one didn't work was there were no Nazis. There were no Nazis. There was no sense of, like, shit. Like, what if they actually get a hold of this artifact? It was just like, oh, well, nothing happens. Literally nothing happens if they get a hold of this artifact. So it was like there was no stakes whatsoever. We need the stakes of World War II. I love the reaction. It was like, he's going to fucking be in the movie. That's all. Who cares about how old he is? <laughs> I don't care. Like, we're going to bring him back. I don't care that they look I don't old think that the... Yeah, I don't, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think it would matter too much, honestly. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I just wanted to clarify, because I was like, what? He has a fucking kid? He's like 80? What is he, Rod Stewart? What is that mean? We're gonna pretend they're like much younger than they are, but like never explicitly. So okay, so Harrison Ford's gonna like dye his hair. I don't know. We're gonna have it be like CGI. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, fuck the child thing. Sorry. Man. Okay, I just thought. Of... Fuck it. I don't care. Like it's not even necessary. What I was gonna say is have like um, a whole like parallel between him not wanting to become like his dad Sean Connery and like being neglectful and like not mm. walking after his kid um but we don't really need that like that was just something that I thought would be kind of cool <laughs> you give him a new kid you just like fuck mutt it could still be mutt but damn, <laughs> give him a newborn uh, yeah um Ashton Ford the newborn that would be a good one I feel like Vin right. Diesel in the pacifier. I don't. Sorry. Okay. Let me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Disney would do that. A family film. Indiana Jones and the Grandfatherhood. <laughs> All right. Now let me get to the actual fucking. Sorry. Plot. All right. All right. Because <laughs> like half of the movie is already gone, but. Um... <laughs> So, the villain of the movie, although it's going to involve Nazis, is actually Rasputin. So, this is after um, Russia and Germany have split, and they're enemies now, and the communists have taken over. And supposedly Rasputin is dead, but has actually survived the attack. So now he's gone to the Nazis and basically been like, I want to fuck over the communists. So, uh, he's like, and here's my plan for doing it. So they're going to get... Excalibur, and that that gives them like this magic hold over England, and they can just end that side of the war and like make them surrender. Because um, whoever wields Excalibur is gonna like be the true ruler of Britain. I just thought that was you know Damn, fun. Dude. <laughs> so then uh, Indiana wants to help out, you know, in the war effort, and so he's like trying to figure out a way. And um, so they say, we need you to find King Arthur's tomb and get us Excalibur so that Rasputin and the Nazis don't get it. Um, 
So then the way I had it before, I, 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 you're probably right. Like it's the kid thing is not going to work out. Can but, I just <laughs> can I just say that this is a good location because they do film a lot of their stuff in England now. Yeah, I like that. Um, so. Part of Indy's arc originally was that he's going to be like worried that he's going to be a bad father, worried about being an absentee father like his father was. And um, then Rasputin would kidnap Indy's son and use him as like the sort of like in the other movies, Marion was used as kind of a damsel in distress. So this time I wanted to I wanted it to be his son. And then um, so basically, Rasputin, so he finds Excalibur and Rasputin forces him to give him the sword by kidnapping his son, and he does, and then Rasputin is going to try and use it to take over Britain himself rather than handing it over to Hitler. So the Nazis basically kill him and then take the sword to Hitler. Um, <laughs> and I think this, this would all take place in like King Arthur's tomb and there'd be like crazy booby traps and shit, because it's like Indiana Jones, so you gotta have that. Um... And then uh, they bring the sword back to Hitler, and it just doesn't work for him because it really belongs to Indy because he found it. So the sword is useless, and Indy saved the day by finding it. Mm. And his involvement was actually necessary this time, which of the four movies, only Temple of Doom does he actually, like, does his presence actually change much of anything? <laughs> Top. Men. Yes. Um, and Is that everything? I, I cast Rasputin. Okay. Yeah, tell us casting. Gary Oldman. Okay. Right? You know who works with Gary Oldman a lot? Who? Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, dude, I, I like yours. You actually have more history behind it. I, I didn't come... I was trying to find, like, a relic or whatever story to go with it, but I just was like, uh, I can't think of anything, or... So, um... Yeah. Well, uh, I figured we just needed a better MacGuffin than the Crystal Skull. Yeah, and aliens and shit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when we just said, um, fix Indiana Jones 5, I immediately just wrote down, no aliens, keep the object mythical slash magic... Um, and then I put down, bring back Lawrence Kasdan to write it. He wrote the original Raiders and Lucas and shit. Yeah, they have a Jurassic Park writer. Oh, are they? Yeah. Nice. Are the Jurassic World writer or the Jurassic Park writer? The original. Spielberg. Nice. Okay. Um. Okay, the next one we have is Blade Runner 2. Okay. Which comes out in October 2017. Oh, wow, that's close. They're about ready to shoot. You want to start this one off? Or? All right, sure. So, first off, Blade Runner, to me, is one of those movies that doesn't really need a sequel. Right, um, me too. I think I think it wrapped up pretty perfectly. Like, it's, it, it's an ambiguous ending, to be sure, but, like, you know, it, I think it worked well for it. Um, but anyway, when I, when I went to go do it, I was like, okay, like all my ideas tended to be like going toward more actiony than the original film was or, and like away from 
you know, what the original film was. So I, I finally came up with an idea that I kind of like, and uh, it's partially based on noir and then partially based on the sci-fi. Uh, and I thought that was kind of a good mix. Well, so, that's what the uh, first one is. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going for. Um, so basically it starts off and it's like uh, the postman always rings twice, but without like the... Uh, instead of having it be like... Um, let me start over <laughs> so Deckard and Rachel are living peacefully running a bar slash in it but they're on another planet so it's like the post place. yeah but it's a different planet so it's got the whole space thing um, they're trying to hide the fact that Rachel's a replicant still afraid that somebody will come after them um, somebody does and is staying in the inn and um, Deckard is like oh shit like I think he knows. Like, there's a there's a wild cat and mouse. Um, eventually, they do run for it, and um, in the ensuing chase, Rachel is killed. So then, Deckard goes after the people who killed Rachel, and uh, is looking for who did it, like why, um, how they found them, and um, he discovers or is the man responsible is the man who created all the replicants. And he looks just like Deckard. Mm. Deckard is a replicant based on this man. And Rachel is based on Deckard's wife. Yeah, so is Harrison, once again, is Harrison Ford old? Yeah. He's going to play both roles. Oh, nice. Uh, so then the two of them, uh, he breaks into this guy, to his... Uh, human's house like we're officially saying that uh decker the character from blade runner is a replicant um the one the harrison four we met originally so the two of them he play, is I mean, they've confirmed it oh they they did confirm it already yeah. okay um well anyway that's the real deckard and the fake deckard like end up fighting to the death and but we don't know which one survived so then this Deckard sits down and creates a new Rachel replicant, and we're left to wonder, well, which one survived that fight, the man or the machine? Hmm. I like that. Is that it? Yeah. Does he have a title? No. Okay. <laughs> Mine is called Blade Runner, The Hunt, uh, Hunt for Nexus 6. Ryan Gosling is the new Blade Runner. He's the replicant hunter. He is... His boss is played by Robin Wright. These are all people that are in the movie. Have been confirmed. Robin Wright oversees and sends him after uh, Batista's character because he's a a, uh, replicant. He wants him to retire him. And he is the last of the Nexus 6 kind. That they know of. Decker saves. Well, Ryan Gosling is he's on his tail. He's got Batista. He's about to kill him. About to retire him. Uh, but Harrison Ford, Decker, shoots Ryan Gosling, wound, wounds him, uh, and saves Batista. And it's revealed. This is halfway through the movie, and it's revealed that uh, he need but. Decker's been surviving by taking parts of of other Nexus Sixes and putting them in his body. Uh, so he needs Batista's 
organs, essentially, or... Seriously, he needs, yeah. Oh, wow. Because how else is he going to be that old, you know? I mean, he's going to, he, he, uh, he's been surviving this way. Damn, that's um, a fucked up twist. But that's why that he, in the first one, he, he was still kind of wanting to retire them. But, uh, anyways. Uh, so then Ryan Gosling has to, ends up, uh, having to kill Harrison Ford at the end. And this is in 20, 2050. Something like that. I don't know. Whenever. It's been, when was the when was the first one set? <laughs> I think it was actually like 2015 or something. <laughs> so, actually, it's, it's probably I should probably have mine in like the 30s. I don't know. Anyway, it's been a while, and Decker's aged a lot because he's he, the replicants are supposed to die, so he just kind of just frails up instead because mm -hmm. he's barely surviving. So yeah, I mean, oh, that's that's nice. what I have for uh, Blade Runner. I like that. I think what helped me with that one was they actually had some casting. Yeah, I didn't even think to look at the casting. Yeah, Robin Wright, Batista, Ryan Gosling. I know Ryan Gosling is kind of be a bigger role than Harrison Ford, I, I would think, but I don't know. I don't think Harrison Ford is going to have that big of a role. That's why I put them like halfway through the movie. But it's kind of a bigger... It's a big... The thing is, is Harrison Ford, you want to have him in as much as you can before he dies. That's you my... in real life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Before that airplane actually does kill him? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, he does all kinds of crazy shit. Like... <laughs> He goes on TV high in a hot dog outfit. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so moving on, our next, our final one, since there's so many Star Wars spinoffs coming, we decided to come with our own. And uh, so my idea is that Yoda and Chewbacca team up. And this is after Revenge of the Sith, but before A New Hope. And this, we learn more about where Yoda came from, or his, his uh, species. Uh, we learn about Chewbacca's past, and we learn about Tarfor, who's with him. Because they kind of take off together in Revenge of the Sith, if you guys remember. Um, so, they go on an adventure, right from Revenge of the Sith, where they come out of that pod. They're, they're uh, being chased by the Empire. This is the opening scene. And, uh... Basically, halfway through the movie, or probably, you know, act beginning of Act 3, or somewhere around there, Yoda has to go back and go after, figure out what happened to the Jedi. <coughs> so this is, I figure this is going to be like a training day, like a very, like, 12, like a block of time mm -hmm. movie. And, uh, Chewbacca and Tarfor... And Yoda split up. Yoda does his thing in Revenge of the Sith, and we end up seeing him go to Dagobah this time in this movie. Like, we'll cut back and he's in Dagobah. Um, but Chewbacca loses Tarfor. Tarfor is killed. But he does gain someone in Act 3 that is Harrison Ford. I mean, uh, Han Solo. 
Han Solo and Chewbacca. This is this is how they meet. They we show we reveal that, and this will lead us into the Han Solo spinoff. With hopefully nice. Chewbacca in there too, and have a Han Solo Chewbacca adventure. Oh, and uh, for some reason, Paul Dano is a Jedi. <laughs> Whether it be in a Yoda flashback or it's a something like that. Nice. All right. I've definitely pitched mine to you before. I don't know if I pitched it on the podcast. Um, I don't think so. So mine also takes place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and Obi Wan is on Tatooine, and Darth. This is Maul, just like the comic, dude. Yeah, comes after him on robot legs. And attempts to kill him. Uh, and then the end of Act 2 is uh, he discovers Luke on Tatooine and is going to inform Vader. Who does? So, Darth Maul. Oh, okay. So, Obi Wan has to stop Darth Maul from telling Vader about Luke. I like that. Because Obi Wan's got to do a lot of shit on Tatooine, right? Or, or is he really that bored? Yeah. Or no wonder he couldn't fight in New Hope. It was just like... Yeah. Alec Guinness was like barely like holding his Jedi's, uh, his lightsaber. Yeah. But, uh, I, mean, I thought that was just for technology, but maybe it was something else. Because I'm also hearing that Vader had some kind of joint problems. And he's in a cryo chamber in, in uh, Rogue One. In the trailer, there's a people like around this cryo chamber, so I thought maybe Vader might heal himself in there once in a while or get a get a tune up. <laughs> I don't know. That's good though. I like that. I like both of those. I like I like all of our I like all of our ideas. They should make these. Yeah, yeah. We should just make these. Yeah. So what are you doing this weekend? Uh. No idea. I have no plans. <laughs> well, actually, uh, Jose and Eddie are coming over tomorrow. So I'm going down to Wichita. I'm going to see Independence Day Resurgence, and I'm going to see Ringo Starr. Nice. Yeah, should be fun. All right, this has been episode 13 of Nerd Files. I'm Dan. I'm Tom. Uh, we'll be back probably talking about Game of Thrones. But until then, peace out. Peace out. It's true. All of oh. it. Give me back my son! What we do in life echoes in eternity. <laughs>